Six Foot Plus, a program of music and more for those who like it spooky. Broadcasting from a remote corner of the front office, found online at sixfootplus.com. From classic to tragic and everything in between, it's Six Foot Plus, the podcast of music and more for those who like it spooky. Six Foot Plus is a podcast that spotlights creepy-esque music from demented surf, eerie atmosphere, psychobilly, primitive garage, horror punk, pretty much anything we happen to dig up. New episodes appear Fridays over at sixfootplus.com on mobile smartphone apps like Stitcher and Pocket Casts and on iTunes. If you happen to use iTunes and you've got a minute or so, please leave a rating and a review for Six Foot Plus. It raises our profile and makes us all feel like winners. You can find us on social media, facebook.com slash sixfootplus, at sixfootpluspodcast on Instagram, and on Twitter, it's at sixfootplus. The number six, F-T-P-L-U-S. Strange Jason here. Welcome to this episode. It's our yearly Rondo celebration where we talk about the Rondo Hatton Classic Horror Awards. It's a community-based award, meaning anyone can nominate anything, and even if it's not on the ballot, a candidate can still win with a massive, powerful write-in campaign. That's democracy for ya. In honor of this time of year, we've got music that celebrates the spirit of the Rondos and the Classic Horror Film Board, who happens to sponsor and produce the yearly event. Midnight Syndicate, The Creeping Cruds, Alan Sanborn, even some jazz and classical music will come right at ya. Yeah, we're classing up the joint around here at Six Foot Plus. We've got some nominations to mention, but we'll get to that in all due time. We started this show off with The Volcano Kings and Hypnowalk. We think that song sounds something Frankie Stein and his ghouls would have done if they were still around. So let's keep the surf going with The Coffin Dagger. (laughs) 
That song is over a hundred years old and it's played from an Edison stream cylinder. It was Skeleton Dance from the Thomas Edison Concert Band, made available thanks to a Creative Commons license from the University of California Santa Barbara Library. And before that, the Volva String Quartet with the Rondo Hatton Story. So these rondos, how does one actually vote for them? Well, dear listener, it isn't easy, but nothing good in life ever is. No, you have to head on over to bit.ly slash rondo2014. That is where you'll find the ballot for this year's Rondo Awards. You have to copy the ballot into an email, fill out your votes, and send it to the appropriate email address while including your real name. Yes, it's very complicated and it actually requires you to take time out of your day to do it, including your real name. I understand in this age of self-gratification and anonymity, that might be asking too much. But if you have 10 minutes to do this, it might mean that Six Foot Plus gets an honorable mention in the best multimedia category. Yes, we're nominated. Yes, we have no chance of winning. We are in no way, shape, or form going to beat either the Rumork podcast or Welcome to Night Vale, but I think we're having a race to place. Yes, hopefully we can get an honorable mention. So please, vote for Six Foot Plus. But Six Foot Plus isn't the only part of the GDL 16 family nominated in this year's Rondo Awards. So please, consider voting for the following. For Best Book of 2013, please write in Ha Ha Horror by Monster Matt Patterson. For Best Article, vote for Credit Where Credit Is Due, Jack Pierce, Franken Designer by Dr. Gangrene. For Best Magazine Column, The Doctor Is Insane, also by Dr. Gangrene. For Best Website, please write in TwistedCentral.com. For Best Blog of 2013, please consider Gravedigger's Local 16. The aforementioned category for Best Multimedia Horror, I would really appreciate it <laughs> if you were to vote for Six Foot Plus. For Favorite Horror Host of 2013, let's give a round of applause and a vote for Dr. Gangreen. For Best CD, please vote for Creepsville 13, a tribute to Forbidden Dimension. And finally, for the Linda Miller Fan Artist of the Year, Please vote for Monster Matt Patterson. That is a lot this year. We were very blessed to get nominated so robustly. But as I mentioned, the Rue Morick podcast is also nominated for Best Multimedia, but also Tomb TV with Tomb Dragomir. And you might even want to consider voting in the Faculty of Horror for that category as well. Speaking of the Faculty of Horror, there's a brand new episode over at their brand new website facultyofhorror.com. Go on over and listen. It's awesome. It has Bruce Campbell. But yes, dear listener, please consider voting for all the categories that are mentioned. And if you do, you have my sincere gratitude and appreciation. We're not really expecting to win, but we hope that the nominations raise our profiles and hopefully get us a few new listeners. Uh, let us go from the golden age of horror and the universal monsters that brought science and magic to the silver screen, to the modern era that saw less Bella and more Christopher. Here now, miscellaneous plumbing fixtures, the music project from the After Movie Diner podcast. 
Get more music over at Miscellaneous Plumbing Fixtures. That's M-I-S-C Plumbing Fixtures dot bandcamp dot com. This is their Ode to Hammer Horror. To the left and to the cushion, to the right and to the lead. 
caution to the left and to the caution to the right. Do a lee, ha, and do a lee. Bring it down and do a caution, ha, do the caution to the right. Now do the lee, do the lee. Let me ask you, friend, what's the difference between you and a corpse? Style. And let me tell you, the dead have a leg up on you because they've been using the power of voodoo. That's right. They've been going to VoodooSugar.com. Over there, they've got pins, bags, teas, stuff for the kids, stuff for the crypt. Why? They're the coolest stiffs around. Are you going to let that cadaver make a kook out of you? Well, fear not. Voodoo Sugar is for the living, too. VoodooSugar.com. Cool swag for the living and living dead. This is Alexandra West. This is Andrea Subasati from the Faculty of Horror. And you're listening to Six Foot Plus. When the sun goes down and the day is done, that's when the spirits have their fun. But most nights you won't see them round, cause they're all down partying underground. But there's one night that they really love, when they leave the ground and come up above. And the world becomes one ghastly scene, cause the ghosts come out on Halloween. Halloween, Halloween, yes the ghosts come out on Halloween. Halloween. Halloween, yes, the ghosts come out on Halloween. Now the last to die are the first to rise You can tell cause they still look surprised They walk around in the kind of days Cause they met their fates in grisly ways But soon some old time ghosts arrive And they're overjoyed not to be alive They can float around without being seen Playing jokes on folks on Halloween Halloween! Halloween, playing jokes on folks on Halloween. Halloween, yeah, Halloween, cause the ghosts come out on Halloween. Now the graveyard is a place for bones. If you go there, you'll just see tombstones. And on normal nights, you'd be alone. But on Halloween, it's a party zone! Now the ghosts in really great demand are the members of the spirits band. Their instruments are all made of bone with a rib cage for a xylophone. When they start to play, it puts out the call to ghosts everywhere, both big and small. Yes, ghosts short and fat and ghosts tall and lean come to party down on Halloween. Halloween! Halloween, come to party down on Halloween. Halloween, yeah, Halloween, cause the ghosts come out on Halloween. Now crawling up from underground comes a corpse that no one wants around. Cause he smells so bad he's world renowned, but he just can't leave cause he digs the sound. 
Now among the ghosts on the special night Are a few who still can cause a fright Yes, a kind of chill runs around the place When the headless horseman shows his face But the chills aren't over, you can bet There's Anne Boleyn and Marie Antoinette and that pumpkin head And those headless queens Form a chorus line on Halloween Halloween, Halloween, form a chorus line on Halloween. Halloween, Halloween, cause the ghosts come out on Halloween. The crypt doors open up so wide To reveal a casket there inside It's the vampire count and he says with pride For the love of Pete, keep it down outside As the band plays on with the ghostly song You can bet some skulls will sing along And if you've ever seen it Here's your chance to watch a skeleton Shake loose and dance Then the phantoms dance like the skeletons do And Count Dracula even joins in too right. But the night's not over till you've seen The Lord of Death on Halloween Halloween, Halloween Seen the Lord of Death on Halloween Halloween, yeah, Halloween Cause the ghosts come out on Halloween so now you know when the air blows cold and the leaves all turn from green to gold, the best night of the year arrives. Well, the best if you're not still alive. So don't you try to run and hide from those wild and crazy folks who've died, cause there's no escape from the ghostly song, so you might as well all sing along. Halloween, Halloween, yes, the ghosts come out on Halloween. Halloween, Halloween, yes, the ghosts come out on Halloween. Yes, the ghosts come out on Halloween. Alan Sanborn, the ghosts come out on Halloween. That was a stylistic tribute to Cab Calloway, but you knew that. You're smart. You're clever. You know your way around the world and how to navigate the many dangers and risks that lay in wait, all while hoping you never turn and find yourself in a dead end, face to face with the unspeakable horror that we know as the Monster Mat Minute. Go! Morning Maniacs! <laughs> Yes, that's right. It is I, your fiend, yours truly, Monster Matt Patterson, the man of a thousand bad monster jokes hailing all the way from Mattsylvania. Hey-o! And hey-o way back in the corner of the tomb. Yes, you. You there. Yes, you. Maniacs, it's the spring or vernal Shriekwinox. Hey, hey, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Check your calendars, dunderheads. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, there's said to be an incredible gravitational pull. How incredible? So incredible that Pennywise the clown is trying to stand balloons on their end. Well, he couldn't find any eggs to make it traditional, but hey. 
All right. <laughs> Meanwhile, over in the... Where is that? S-Mart? Yes. Ash from the Evil Dead is trying to balance his... Boomstick! <laughs> Alright. Here's a question. Is Bruce Jenner turning into a woman? No, not totally. He's auditioning for the lead in a remake of Dr. Jekyll's Sister Hyde. <laughs> what Andy Griffith show character is beloved by maniacs and monsters? Gomer Vile. <laughs> Golly, Andy. <laughs> True. All right. What do you get by crossing a daydreamer with Clive Barker's underground city of monsters? The secret life of Walter Midian. <laughs> and finally, Maniacs, finally, for your final punishment, we delve back into the vault. Here's an oldie but a goodie. Well, at least I think so. The senior citizen vampire went on a feeding adventure. He accidentally bit the trunk of a tree and popped his set of dentures. He thought it was a lovely neck of a lass he knew to be a local. But damn the old codger, he can't see too well. He misplaced his pair of bifocals. He found that the lot in his life was to be a ferocious night stalker. He doesn't fly too much anymore. He gets around using his walker. Sometimes finding victims is tough. Well, one, he even tried to bribe her. Most of the time, the blood type he needs is one that is completely full of fiber. <laughs> see what we did there, maniacs? If you didn't, get your vision checked, and we'll see you next time. Ouija board wishes and cadaver dreams. This has been the Monster Matt Minute with Monster Matt Patterson. Congratulations, you survived. For more from the man of a thousand bad monster jokes, follow Monster Matt on Twitter at number one Monster Matt. That's the number one Monster Matt. Keep track of Monster Matt's convention appearances, his artwork, and info on his new book, Ha Ha Horror, over at his website, Ha Ha Horror, found online at hahahorror.com.
This is Mitch Markowitz at Fear Fest 2013. I'm here representing the hilarious House of Frightenstein. I was the associate producer, head writer, and super hippie. Also, the last will and testament of Rosalind Lee. My part on that was key, and my expression in the film was, close your eyes, close your eyes. 
close your eyes. You're listening to Six Foot Plus. Everybody should be.
So we went through a bit of mood there. Anima Morte with Corridor of Blood, a tribute to Goblin's Giallo compositions with a title inspired by a 1958 Boris Karloff chiller. After that, Tchaikovsky's Swan Lake Act 2, which was used as the theme to both Universal's Dracula and The Mummy. We finished the set off with Midnight Syndicate and Carriage Ride, as they are nominated for the Rondo for Best CD. What else was nominated for Best CD? Why, Transylvania Mania by Monster A Go Go, and of course, Creepsville 13, a tribute to Forbidden Dimension. One of the bands on that tribute is the Creeping Cruds. They're playing this Saturday, the 22nd, at Horror Hound Weekend in Cincinnati. I wish I could make it, maybe next year. Here now, a cut from Creepsville 13, the Creeping Cruds featuring Dead Dick Hammer, a wolf's gotta learn.
Haunted Castle off of the Rondo-nominated album by Monstra Gogo. Hey, remember how I just spoke about Horror Hound Weekend? A little zombie bird told me that a certain Music City madman is going to be there. See if you can find the Physician of Fright. But until then, here now, Rondo award-winning and currently nominated Dr. Gangrene with another recommended movie of the week. recommended movie of the week. Now this week I have probably one of my very favorite movies. It's definitely one of my favorite universal monster movies. The Creature from the Black Lagoon. I don't know how long it's been since you've seen this movie, but if you haven't watched it recently, you need to dig out a copy of this and watch it because this movie is absolutely brilliant. It stars Julie Adams and Ben Chapman. Ben Chapman played the underwater Creature. I'm sorry, Ben Chapman played the land creature. Riku Browning played the underwater creature. They had different actors that played the creature in the costume. And uh, I'll tell you what, I was able to catch up with uh, Julie Adams at Monster Bash. This, is, well, this has been probably eight years ago. Um, look at that interview. This is uh, Julie Adams. All right, Fright fans, we're back here. I have Julie Adams, the star from The Creature from the Black Lagoon. How you doing, Julie? Well, I'm just doing wonderfully. I'm here with uh, uh, all the fans who love horror movies and spooky things, all things spooky. So we're having lots of fun. That's excellent. So tell me, what was it like making Creature from the Black Lagoon? What are a couple of your quick memories about it? Well, I remember we laughed a lot. <laughs> and at first, the creature sort of scared me with the first day I saw him. But then after that, we come in and I would pat him on the head and say, hello, beastie, you know, and how are you doing today? <laughs> or the very cold water scenes, I suppose. Oh, they forgot to heat the tank at Universal. It was November uh, in a scene in the grotto where, where Ben picks me up and brings me out. I'm supposed to be unconscious and I'm shivering and saying, oh my, I hope the goosebumps don't show. Well, that's great. How many times did you change clothes in that movie? Uh, it was it was a number of times, right? But as I said, if, if you're doing a movie about a man half fish and half man from the Devonian age. I mean, I, I don't think you'd quibble about a few changes of wardrobe. Oh, absolutely not. I think I think it's great. You were fantastic. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. So what are you doing nowadays? Well, I'm a grandmother coming out and meeting all my all my old friends. Do you like doing shows like this? You know, I have really loved it. I dragged my feet for so long, and now I'm really having such a good time because I meet everybody. That's super. Well, we're glad you did, and best of luck in the future. Thank Thanks you. so much. Thanks, good luck to you. Oh, this this black rubber glove, gosh. <laughs> Everybody's commenting on the gloves today. They're very popular. Right. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. So that was Julie Adams. Got a chance to chat with her at Monster Bash Convention, the Monster Bash Convention up in Pittsburgh, and appreciate her taking a little time to speak with us about Creature from the Black Lagoon. Now, I have fond memories of this movie because when I was a kid, there was a show back in the 70s that, and that'll date me there, uh, back in the 70s that called The Big Show in Nashville, showed monster movies. I remember they would have theme weeks, and I remember very clearly a theme week, a Creature from the Black Lagoon week, where they showed The Creature, Return of the Creature, The Creature Walks Among Us, all three of them back to back, and uh, Creature was, you know, became one of my favorites Right there, right then and there. 
Um, I'll tell you what, I was also able to, to chat at Monster Bash uh, with Ben Chapman. Ben recently just passed away and, uh, you know, greatly missing the world of, uh, of fandom, monster fandom. But this is an interview with, with uh, Ben Chapman. Check this out. All right, Dr. Gangrene here. I am here with the original Gill Man, Ben Chapman. How you doing, buddy? I'm just fine. Great. And as we say in Hawaii, aloha to all my fans out there, <laughs> especially now, the ones in Nashville. Hey, he knows our show quite well. Now, Ben here played the Gill Man. He's the land Gill Man, right. the real Gill Man, as we say. Um, tell me a little bit about it. Was it just a great experience, or was it uh, – how was it? No, uh, uh, I've, met, I've done a lot of shows, but I will truthfully tell you, it was a shoot that you couldn't wait to get up and get to work because we had so much fun. It was like a big family. So, uh, yeah, no, it, it, it was great fun. It was a great show to do. Now, when you shot this, did you have any idea at all of, of the magnitude of what this movie would be to uh, horror fans, or did you just think it's no. a B-movie or something? Right. Yeah, uh, we just thought that, uh, hey, it's a job. I was on a contract at Universal at the time. But we just thought uh, it's just another job. How long did it take you to get into that suit? Uh, it, well, it was, uh, it was like an outer layer of skin, so I had to slip into it. And it would take uh, anywhere from two to three hours. Could you do it by yourself? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. I had at least two, three people. Yeah. I would just stand there. They would do all the work. Now, once you did get into it, uh, pretty hot, right? Uh, yeah. If if we were like on a sound stage, because you've got to remember, your body breathes through its pores. And if you block that all off, your heat, your body heat goes right. straight up. So if we were on a sound stage, I had a gentleman off to the side with a hose. And I would just walk over to him and say, hey, start hosing me Hose down. Hose me down. <laughs> and if we were in the back lake where the lake is, I would just simply sit there and swim all day. We've been hosed down a few times with Chiller Cinema, but it's for totally different reasons. It has nothing to do with heat. hosed, <laughs> right? <laughs> a couple more questions. So how long did it take to get out of the suit once you got into it? Uh, not really that long because, you know, it would just peel off. So you, they, they still had to be careful not to tear it or anything like that. But it was getting in. That was the trick. Yeah. But coming out, it's just like anything. You just slip right out of it. How old were you at the time Creature from the Black Lagoon was made? We start, I started when I was 24. And when we finished, I was 25 because we did it in October. And my birthday is October 29th, so I, I, I aged one year yeah. making it. Glenn Strange, you know, did uh, three Frankensteins. Mm -hmm. Glenn Strange was the first person that they offered the Gilman to. But then Glenn Strange, if you remember him from Gunsmoke, he played the bartender. Right. He's a cowboy. And nothing against cowboys now, but he just said, water, water, mm -mm. <laughs> swimming, swimming, mm -mm. give me a horse. That's different. And yeah. aren't you glad that he did? Yeah. When we did the Colgate Comedy Hour, we talked about that. I said, yeah. Glenn, thank you very much. Of course, we didn't know then what it would be today. Right. But I was just grateful that I got the part, and he did. Right. Well, or he turned it down, I should say. Yeah. 
Well, you got a chance to portray one of the great Universal Monsters, and I think that that's a, a real honor, and I appreciate you being here at the convention. Well, I want to thank, again, you know, all the fans out there through all these years, and we will be celebrating our 50th year, and I want to thank all of you out there that are loyal fans for keeping the Gill Man alive all these years. Ben was a great guy. Uh, anybody who met Ben at shows or knew him first, uh, personally will, will attest to the fact that he was just one of the nicest guys. Always took time to chat with people about whatever it is they wanted to talk about. So um, I was, you know, I'm glad that I got a chance to meet him and, and talk with him. And I saw him at several other conventions afterwards. And he always remembered who I was and where I came from. And would always ask me how things were, were going down here in Nashville. So anyway, Ben Chapman, he's, he's definitely missed. Well, if you enjoyed this, uh, this, this recommended movie of the week, don't forget, click that subscribe button. And to find out more about us, go to www.drgaingreen.com. We'll see you back here next week. So, Cameron, what's your favorite Universal Monster movie? Creature from Black Lagoon. Creature, huh? Awesome. Good man. Very nice.
That song was played by Tom Breer in the home of Chip Lusby at the 2013 Sutter Creek Ragtime Festival, recorded by Michael Chisholm. I don't know if I said any of their names correctly, so if I screwed them all up, my apologies. The song was called The Mysterious Axeman Jazz. Back in, oh, a while ago, Joseph John Davila wrote a little ditty called The Mysterious Axeman's Jazz. The tune was named for the Axeman of New Orleans, a serial killer that terrorized the Big Easy from 1918 to 1919. The Axeman, or pranksters claiming to be the Axeman, was fond of writing to local newspapers about his crimes, and in one such letter, he claimed that he would kill again on the night of March 19th and would only spare those who were in the presence of a jazz band. On that night, Jazz halls were packed, and anyone with a shred of musical talent was playing jazz at private parties. Nobody was killed that night, and the Axeman vanished after his final murder on October 27, 1919. All that information came from Weird John's write-up about the song over at Gravedigger's Local 16, found online at gravediggerslocal.com. With that in mind, as well as the recommended movie of the week, I'm in the mood for this next song by The 3D Invisibles.
the Renfields, and the last man on Earth. That'll wrap it up for this episode. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Leave a rating and a review if you liked it, and come back next Friday for another episode of Six Foot Plus. In the meantime, read Gravediggers Local 16 over at gravediggerslocal.com and talk to me on Twitter, at Six Foot Plus. That's the number six, F-T-P-L-U-S. We're going to end this show with The Ghastly Ones, the band that Baron Shivers started when The Ghastly Ones went into hiatus, Boss Fink, has said they'll be releasing some music this year. I guess, like anything, he's got a brand new sin. So enjoy, dear listener. Until next time, take care, and don't forget to vote.
Six Foot Plus, Episode 98. Rondo Hatton buys condo in Manhattan. This has been Six Foot Plus, a GDL 16 production. To support, subscribe, rate, review, and recommend Six Foot Plus. The theme song, Carpe Noctum, performed by the Madeira. Shivala, Ivan. Urban Graveyard Lounge music, performed by Kava Khan. Mahalo. Monster Matt Patterson of the Monster Matt Minute can be found online at hahahorror.com. Metal Morgue and Dr. Gangrene's recommended movie of the week, courtesy of Dr. Gangrene. To find out about all the music you heard on this episode, as well as all past episodes and all those important links, go to Six Foot Plus. That's the number six, FTPLUS.com. <laughs>